Hello and welcome to the Animation Communication Podcast, your source for discussion about animation, film, fandom, and more. So please join your host, I Love Kim Possible a Lot, or KP, and Lauren Kizich, the Abbey Roadie, for today's discussion. If you like what you hear, please remember to support by giving a like, a follow, as well as subscribing to the main I Love Kim Possible a Lot channel on YouTube. Spread the word and keep being a part of a great community. This episode is appropriate for all ages. Hi everyone, welcome to this week's episode. This week's episode of Animation Communication. And by this week I mean like there's first one in a couple months, so um yeah, welcome. Don't worry, the the, the project is not dead. If it if we decide to kill it, we will tell you and not just like let it drift into existence forever. So um, Lauren's schedule is pretty beastly right now. So we will probably figure out something in the new year so you can still get your animation consumption from. I'm at, I'm running out of words that rhyme with animation. So whatever. Um, Dalmatian plantation. Uh, <laughs> well, I didn't, I I should have I should have like used my my two brain cells to know where you were going there. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> so before we get into the news, um, we haven't talked about like just the generalness of things. So Lauren, how is the life that you lead? Uh, busy, but but good. Uh, I guess I can say uh, uh, more recently of what, at least of what I can what is already publicly known, but I might as well share it as. Um, uh, topical, haha, anime NYC. How about that stuff, huh? Um, uh, I was gonna say, I got to, uh, I mean, it's a good thing. I got to, um, uh, do a, uh, I was commissioned by Doug Airholtz, who is an anime voice actor, and if, for those who know me especially, he voices Zenigata in Loop on the Third. Uh, he commissioned me to do some prints for him for anime NYC for autographs. Um, and so I got to work with him on that and, uh, and by the sound of it, people liked him. So I'm, I'm happy about that. I was especially happy that he liked them. Um, but yeah, and, uh, we have plans to work together more in the future. Uh, can't say on what, but, uh, but I'm excited because, hey, I, it feels like I'm cool. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, how did, how did that happen, by the way? Did he just DM you on Twitter or did he email you or? So... Going back to, like, May of this year, of 2021. Um, so, uh, I remember watching the, the Loop on the Third English cast. Um, they were doing a virtual panel and that with a, this a company called Color World. So, they do a lot of, like, uh, it's kind of like Streamily, I guess you could say, where they do the uh, uh, virtual meet and greets and autographs and all that oh, kind of like stuff. Oh, like what GalaxyCon is doing now, where they're, like... Come spend time one on one with the person that you like for money on the internet, <laughs> right? But yeah, so it, but for this one, they got to do a, a free uh, virtual like panel, so they streamed it on and they put it up on YouTube, if I remember. Yeah, um, uh, and they you know got to answer some you know just general questions about the series, got to work off each other and all that stuff, and uh, but then I remember. Uh, Doug specifically saying he what he was doing because they were all asked what do you do outside of outside of you know voice dubbing and stuff like that what are projects do you have in the works and uh, he was just like oh I like to be able to develop my own projects and develop my own stuff and um, or at least work on other art projects and sometimes I you know I, I know I'd be looking for artists for stuff sometime soon and I'm like I immediately just got <laughs> I like jumped um listening to that and uh and so I decided like super last minute like same day decision was that I decided I'm like I might just like get a one-on-one -on -one meet and greet with him for like 10 minutes because they had a few different options for meet and greets and one of them was a 10 minute thing I'm like that's all I need uh <laughs> so I got to uh I was actually it turns out I was his last meeting of the day which was that was pretty cool they scheduled it same day so I was at the end of the day for him um and within like the first couple minutes we like hit it off and he realized like you know once I said oh well because he was trying to ask some general questions about like you know how'd you get into anime and that kind of stuff and I said well 
like animation's kind of like you know been my thing for as long as I can remember I went to school for it always you know been drawing since I was a kid and I, I do storyboarding and animation and and character design and he goes like whoa, 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 wait hold up where are you at I'm like in LA and he's like hold on we may have to like exchange contact info at the end of this <laughs> and so uh we ended up just like the rest of the time just just vibing just getting to know each other and it was really cool and, okay uh, yeah, so we. That's kind <laughs> like, of smart. Just be friends. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but it was it was really cool, and Doug is super super nice, and I'm so glad that at least through the convention, hearing more people, uh, getting to meet him and just see how cool he is in person, he is. So. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah I was, that's that's I was pretty curious. much what led to the, the the to the commissioning is that he I was in his contacts of like, and he he knows that I do loop on art and stuff like that. Um, and I, his, I being his most trusted source for Zedigata. <laughs> so, um, so he basically came to me and commissioned me for the prince. Okay. Yeah. Well, like if only John Delancey was like paying attention and just like watch the things he was in, it'd be so easy. But anyway, <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. I was just curious cause I saw that on my social media and I didn't have a chance to ask you like how that happened. <laughs> So, yeah, um, it, it went back several months for that. It was, um, yeah, just as I said. And uh, and it was funny because I, I didn't expect anything to come out of that other than, you know, I was just going to watch a panel. Lo and behold, then I <laughs> then this happened. How did that happen? I don't know. Just <laughs> I was just like, hey, you know, if he's looking for an artist, maybe we can connect. And then we ended up just like totally vibing so that was cool <laughs> yeah every time someone's like you're an animator i'm like yes i like money so um <laughs> essentially is um what i say now but um yeah and i just been not doing anything exciting really just <laughs> um yeah my, my roommate got into a, a car accident it's not um she's fine it happened a while ago so I have to like help her around the house and getting ready for art school and you know contemplating my existence and stuff like that um so yeah I don't have any fun stories like that um I did do Grand Rapids Comic Con the one in yeah. Mississippi not Missouri uh that was really well um I had fun um I hope if people went to that or if you're watching this post listening to this whatever um listening to this post that convention you had a good time they put me um near the celebrities in the celebrity section which is I'm usually not in the celebrity section I'm usually in the artist alley or something like that so um I did appreciate it but a lot of times people don't know me specifically um when they're going to a convention they're like and that's why i do majority majority commissions because you know if people don't know what a kp is or people aren't into my little pony because that's still kind of what a lot of what's on a lot of posters they just kind of be like i don't know why this girl's a pony and she's on the posters as a pony so so i had to what do you mean you're not a horse in real life you're not i'm not a horse i'm not a horse <laughs> of course so um <laughs> Yeah, yeah, so we, um, so, yeah, it was a little slow sometimes. I had to kind of, like, yell at people, um, to buy things, but usually, and we were really far away from the foot traffic, too. It's a really big con, like, I think it was, like, um, you know, ten to 15,000 people, something like that, like, a really big con, but because I wasn't close to the foot traffic, I, um, you know, I wasn't, I, I was busy enough, but not as busy as I would like to be. So, um, you know, learning experience. Now I know if it comes up again to make sure I'm in the artist alley or in like a booth where a regular person booth, because, you know, people aren't going to be like, oh, it's that girl on the internet. Um, and the only other thing is every, um, every con at this point, usually I get someone who's like, oh, I used to watch your videos all the time when I was in my, into my little pony. And I know they mean well, but like, it's always just like, oh, but I guess you stop watching videos because I'm only worth something if I'm talking about My Little Pony and not, like, this, the other stuff I like, too. So, um, you know, I got, we got, like, bombarded with people like that. And I'm just like, 
you know, on Saturday, I'm just like, man, am I, am I only, am I only good, am I, is my content only good if I'm talking about My Little Pony? Do people care if I, you know, talk about things that aren't My Little Pony, you know? Um, and I think we've talked about this before, but, like, as a creator, like, you, you want to talk about different things, and I'm kind of, you know, wanting to expand the, what I talk about slowly, I, I hope that's, that's obvious with the stuff we've been releasing lately, but, um, um, it's, it's hard because, you know, people are like, oh, people are allowed to like specific things, but when you're creating stuff based around specific things, then, um, people want that niche stuff from you. Like people want, oh, I want, X or I want Lauren to draw Zenigata forever or ever or ever. <laughs> and that's kind of what you get known for. And then if you're if you're drawing like something else, it's just like, oh, that's not Zenigata. I'm gonna I'm gonna pass. Oh, that's not a My Little Pony video. I'm not gonna watch this. You know, so just just remember, like, not specifically with me, but just creators in general, especially creators who've been around like a long time. Like Lauren, I imagine this is an issue with VA games too. Um like, not, like, an issue, but, you know, like, something that happens, you know, be flexible with the content you're creating, and know that, or the content you're consuming, and know that, you know, I know you like Sprite, but you might want to try Coke, because Sprite and Coke are made by the same people, and they both care about making you happy on the inside, so, you know, hopefully we're also releasing. possibly corroding your your insides. Don't I, I, I only have I, I only have so, I say this while sipping a diet coke. <laughs> I only have like a couple things in life, um, Lauren. Please don't please don't um, ruin coke for me. Well, I drink Coke Zero. <laughs> I don't drink regular coke because it's too sugary. But anyway, um, I I do drink hey, coke I did a say, lot. I did say, hey, it's a diet coke. <laughs> diet coke, <laughs> which I know isn't any 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 better, but <laughs> diet coke for people that are not on diets, I guess. I'm <laughs> I'm clipping a lot, so I'm trying to push the mic back. So cut that out, editor person. But um, yeah. So I guess that's that's my general rant for now. So you know, um. And the only people that came up and were like, I like the podcast, we're, st we're still in ever at Everfree, so no one specifically. Well, we have pos we have podcast business cards now. If you see me Ooh. and want a business card for the podcast, want remind us that you we still exist. But anyway, I'm hoping that... Like, pick a card, any card. Yeah. Literally, they're all the same. I'm hoping that after <laughs> our, um, our Lion King doc that hopefully we're releasing in February, knock on wood. The biggest thing was getting vocalists for the ending, and now that we've gotten a couple, that problem is slowly taking care of itself. So um, that will help um, diversify the audience. But um, yeah, yeah, that's a big one. It's a big Big it's like it's like an hour an hour yeah it's probably gonna be like an hour or and a half at the end of the day so big big it's boy gonna, time it, whoops a full movie <laughs> yeah yeah and lauren designed my lion king faces because that's a that's a thing that i know she wanted to do so i'm <laughs> i am a lion talking so hopefully people who are not used to that will be like why is this lion talking to me on hello the internet? hi yes i used to have a lion a lion king persona why do you ask <laughs> What is this furry shit that's popping up in my feed? Anyway, um, <laughs> so, um, yes, keep on spreading the word about the content, people, but I won't dwell on that too much, because I know after five times I do it, people are like, shut up, KP, we want to hear about animation. So speaking of animation, Lauren, do you want to do the, Globin, the, the Golden Globe yeah. story? The yeah, so it's funny because... Uh... Yeah, the Golden Globes uh, nominations just came out today as of recording. Uh, and obviously there's only one category in terms of this podcast that uh, we'll be discussing. Uh, so they named the nominees. Uh, so we've got, and I'm going to say these, Luca and Kanto, Raya, uh, My Sunny Mod, which is from, I guess, the Czech Republic, and Flea, which is from De Denmark. Three of those are Disney <laughs> out of the five. <laughs> um, oh, I didn't realize it was so bad. Oh, no. Yeah, it's uh, I mean, and it's funny because I'm like, I loved Luca and I loved Encanto, which is what we'll be talking about today, guys. It's topical. Um, 
and Ryan, I'm like, yeah, it was a, it was good. It was good. I it mean, was, again, okay. I, I preferred I preferred Luca and Encanto over them that, but um, and then the other two I wasn't aware of until today. So, I mean, kudos to the international films that made it in. I'm I'm proud of you guys. Uh, <laughs> but um, but at the same time, uh, guess who cranked out three films? In, and put them out in 2021 and didn't get a single nod. Freaking Sony. <laughs> the Mitchells versus the Machines, a film that blew up almost as much as, I want to say, almost equi- basically equivalent to Spider-Verse in terms of, like, the hype that it got. Yeah. Uh, then you had A Wish Dragon, which was actually, when we had an episode about it, which we loved it. And, uh, and then you had Vivo, which was a Lin-Manuel Miranda musical, an animated Lin-Manuel Miranda musical done by Sony. All three of those were from Sony, and not a single one got nominated. Not even nominated. When will the old cis, this. When will the old cis white man learn that, you know, there's more <laughs> than Disney making fucking animation? Yeah, it's just like it, that, and it, it just it frustrates me, especially when we're like when when Spider Verse got was taking over stuff and actually won at the Oscars. That was a huge deal. Like everybody was like, "This is like showing like literally the the pattern can be broken," um, of of either Disney or Pixar winning every time. So it was. <laughs> And that's no knock against Disney and Pixar. It's just we always know it's unfortunately because of the standards of the voting academies. That's just what happens. But that's why we have the Annie's guys. <laughs> I mean, um, I've said it before, but I'll say it again. Like for some, for people that are like actively going to school about you know why it's important to make films and why it's important to like have good representation and good stories for them to scoff mm-hmm. at animation i think is the most fucking hypocritical hypocritical thing i've ever exactly heard. especially when it's it's so there's so much you can do with in animation and all the different forms of animation and how you can push so many boundaries and break the boundaries with animation and yet it seems to be it always gets the short end of the stick and it it's it's frustrating because it's it you look at it and and that's not again you look at the films and the categories of course they're always going to be you know super talented people made these films and they clearly put it they're all into it and that's that should be applauded it's however the nominations that when they go through for anything that's outside of an animation festival or an animation uh, awards ceremony uh it tends to go with like what is the popular vote for like the general audience that is not as savvy to animation mm-hmm. but it, but that that's why i'm like i actually am like at least okay the international films i made it in even though i haven't heard of them until now which again that has to be with distribution you know if they were regionally released or what i'm not sure um but uh, I looked into the synopses of them and it, and reviews of them, and you know I'm like, okay, so I'm glad. I'm glad those ones are getting recognition. Uh, it's just again when you have three of the five being dominated by one if one studio and and its sister studio, um, it's kind of just. <laughs> I mean, I feel it's, like it's... some someone's just like, oh. I don't know anything about animation. What came out this year from Disney? Because that's the first one I think of because Disney's really good at marketing itself. Oh, we'll just choose these ones because I spent three minutes Googling it. Oh, shit. We got to throw in some international ones so people don't think we're biased. But actually, <laughs> we're not really. Here's I'm going to Google what came out this year on, for three minutes. Okay, there. there there's the list. I'm going to go. I'm going to go take a nap now. That's that. That is the <laughs> conception. Yeah. And uh but yeah it's it's i mean i'm i'm we'll see how the voting turns out and we'll see how the oscars turn out in particular um and then of course there's the annies so at least we have other ceremonies ahead of us and but especially when all i care about is the annies yeah <laughs> um uh because that's literally what they were made for 
or it's the Annie's Art Animation Awards. They are there to applaud the people and and the films and everything in between in animation. So, yeah. <laughs> Why can't we have nice things? All right. Um. Oh, and then I guess you could say the uh, the other headline um, on a lighter note. Uh, Centaur World Season 2 just dropped. Uh, over I mean, is it a letter week. note? Because I've heard Centaur World Season 2 is pretty dark. Oh, honey. <laughs> <laughs> you, I don't think... It, let's just say... Okay, you saw you saw uh, Season 1? I did not, no. I haven't seen oh. any of it yet. Okay, I'm just saying you should watch all the way through. Obviously, from it, it is a, a chronological thing. Uh-huh. It's a journey. So you have to follow it from episode one. But each season is like seven or eight episodes. Oh, okay. So, so it's an easy binge. And plus, you, the music and the characters, everything about it is so much. So bizarre and so fun and so heartwarming and so captivating and so dramatic. And it's everything rolled into a show that you never thought would all work together, but they do. And it's a spectacle. It really is. Um... And I, I highly recommend if you, if you, the audience, have not checked out uh, Centaur World, please do. It is, it the premise seems bizarre. It is, <laughs> but but the way it comes out and unfolds, and especially as it goes into the second season, I like that. Even though there are songs in there, I feel like the first season had stronger songs, but that doesn't negate the fact that uh, the the way the story unfolds in the second season. Man, you would have never thought it would go go this direction for a show that begins with, and it's not a spoiler. the The premise is that it's a war horse who gets sucked into a portal, or at least accidentally gets transported to this other dimension, uh, where it's all centaurs and they're cutesy, roundy, wibbly wobbly, super roundy, fluffy, cuddly, candy coated, <laughs> you know, like very innocent. Uh, creatures and they're all different kinds of centaurs so they're gonna be all different kinds of animals you can have a bear tar you can have a a, 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 a llama tar you can have an alpaca tar you can have an elephant tar you know kind of <laughs> like bird tars uh that they have all of these different uh, creatures there and they all live in like a kind of a, a ignorant bliss when when this war horse gets sent there and and um Basically, she has to find her way back to her rider because she's like, well, we're in the middle of a war in this other dimension. I have to go back and and go back to my rider. So, uh, and all the all the way, it's a, it's a whole journey for her to get back to back to the gate to the other world. Um, and then season two just like goes ham, and uh, I don't want to spoil any part of it because. Trust me, just trust me. You're going to, you're going to love it. <laughs> it's a, it's a ride, and I, I can't recommend it enough. Okay, yeah, because I've been hear, I've been hearing, um, season two is getting like mixed reaction, but I also haven't watched the show, so I don't really understand why season two would get mixed reaction. Like some people are like, man, it went too dark, and now I'm sad. So it kind of, kind of vibing. So. I wouldn't say. I think. For for me, I didn't say it went too dark. I went it said I I say it it was, I I anticipated given the premise is that the horse comes from a realm where all she's known is war. We were gonna go back into that, and it's basically seeing how all of it ties together because where everything leaves off is is it's implying heavily that there's gonna be a continuation of sorts after this, mm-hmm. but I cannot say how that's going to be. Because that's a spoiler for the end, obviously. Um, but it's definitely saying, it, it, heavily implying there's going to be more. Um, at least of this world and and, and, or, and and the characters in it. And that's all. It's it's so hard to say things without spoiling them. Because I'm like, but I'm just, I'm telling you. It's, yeah, it's, we, can, we can move on. We can, we can talk about season two it's a, it's a, next 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 time on the kp podcast and i'll be like i know i'm late but i have feelings yeah, we can talk about the entirety of centaur world at that point because yeah. if you get through all of them which again easy to do 
um, because it's only about seven episodes, seven or eight episodes a season. I think the last, the first one was like eight episodes and the second one was seven episodes, but the seventh episode is like an hour long, meant to be like a finale, like a season finale thing. So, um, but yeah, I, I, it's, it's so much fun and it's got all this Broadway talent in there. Lots of great fun animation, lots of great characters, uh, Go check it out. <laughs> okay, yeah, we can move on because this isn't the Centaur World podcast. <laughs> hey, it's it's a, it's still part of the headline. I can still sell it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, so anyway, now we're gonna talk about the Disney movie that isn't doing well at the box office, Lauren. Because I don't know. Well, the thing is, it's it's funny because everybody's saying, "Oh, bad at the box office." It's different in, in this era now. Because we're going off of old ways of measuring success uh, is in a box office when it's like, well, if they had released the movie simultaneously on streaming and in theaters, I feel like, which they didn't with this one, I I feel like they would have seen a lot more success because more people were counting on it being available for streaming simultaneously, which is like, hey, if anybody anybody knocks HBO Max, I will, <laughs> I I will I will debate you on it because at the very least, when when um, Warner Brothers releases their stuff, uh, they'll have a simultaneous release in theaters and on HBO Max. So there's that. Because Warner um, Brothers is cool. Yeah, yeah. So it's um, uh, but with uh, Encanto, I I say it's so. For anybody that is getting the opportunity to see it on a big screen, I say go see it. Because, not because the story itself is big, it's because the visuals are so enamoring. And and again, uh, I, I don't know if I brought it up to you before, but they did come up with, they had to create like new technology to produce new colors that they're, that the system hadn't made before at Disney. Oh, and that's why this this one's gonna be this one i think i think encanto is supposed to be like their most literally their most colorful film to to date because of that um that they literally invented color colors on a spectrum that they didn't have before wow um and you'll in in yeah if you haven't seen it yet well i mean what are you doing listening to this uh but <laughs> if you have seen it you get it you get how gorgeous it is and um uh yeah i i in terms of its success at the box office i feel like going by those numbers i think i think it more matters in terms of the content within the film and is is that code for it's not doing well at the box office well no it's it's literally it's a great film and it's just it's just a shame that because of the era we're in no i i get your point i guess a lot of people still feeling unsafe to go to a theater yeah they are immunocompromised and they can't go that's why i'm saying you can't gauge the success of a a, you can't gauge a box office properly anymore because of that so um so you can't measure success by box office like they're saying west side Story's not doing well at the box office either even though a lot of people are saying hey it's actually pretty good (laughs) <laughs> so um are movie theaters going are movie theaters going to be faded out of society as time i don't know goes there are, i i just know that amc bought up a bunch of theaters uh especially like they i know they had their acquisition of arc light which was the former pacific theaters for a lot of locations um and then they bought up whatever pacific theaters were left as well so um so i mean they're a juggernaut that's still trying to stay around and and keep themselves going um so i don't i don't i don't know i i say they're still gonna stick around a while longer as long as people keep going so (laughs) i guess we'll see what happens but and then um... there is also the the thing is um they also have their fathom events and all that kind of stuff so there's always going to be something where people will want to see something at a at a big screen like let's say it's a um a pro shot of a broadway show that they would have never been able to see otherwise. Like maybe it's a, a particular cast. And they're like, oh, well, this is the only time they're getting to play this. And I don't know where else I'm going to be able to watch it. Let's go see it here. And and everybody's gets spaced out in the seats anyway. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. 
Yeah, uh, I mean, anyway, uh, back to Encanto. <laughs> yeah, for for those for the people who aren't going to see it in the theater, um, it will be on Disney Plus on Christmas Eve. So you can watch it mm-hmm. then. So, um, which I so think... if you're willing to wait for like a week and a half, <laughs> a whole week <laughs> and a half, a whole week and a half, a whole week and a um, half. Um, but I I thought it was just okay. I I liked the visuals as Lauren said. I thought they were really cool, but. Um, I like big stories, and I feel like the story was very self-contained into, like, this family and this town specifically. Um, you know, I, I on the other hand, I don't think that was a bad thing. I think no, I, no, I I'm, rather... I'm talking about, like, what I personally, like, what tropes I like in, in uh, stories. Yeah. So that's, that's very, um, epi- that's very, uh, whatever, diversive, whatever. Um, I guess, I mean, you know, I just, I just... Didn't, like, there's not really any reason I'm feeling just okay about the movie. I think it felt kind of short to me for some reason. And, um, I don't know. I guess it just felt a little bit underwhelming to me, um, story, story-wise. story Not visually. Visually, there was a lot of stuff going on. Um, well, I'm sure, Lauren, by your tone, you really liked it. <laughs> I I enjoyed it. Uh, well, I wasn't. I tried to have no expectations going into, and I would try to avoid as much as possible. I even avoided listening to the soundtrack before going in because oh, wow. I'm like, how many songs are going to be spoilers for what's going to come up in this movie? And I only allowed one song to be played to me, and it wasn't a spoiler. It was just a relevant song. Yeah, <laughs> older older sibling syndrome. Um, it was. Uh, and I still think it's it's. Uh, one of my favorite songs out of the soundtrack it's uh surface pressure you know uh-huh. uh the eldest sister's uh the strong one uh her her song uh, but i was gonna say yeah i know a lot of people say with lin-manuel that this may not be his uh, his strongest song lineup which i can i can agree with that it doesn't mean that they're not good it's just i know it's not moana i think that's what people were banking on yeah we're hamilton um, but then again, two very different projects there. Um, but you do get his stylings throughout the songs, which is nice. Um, and uh, I think I liked that they kept the story small. I think it works to the advantage because it is in the end what they what it is as it's about the family. And I like how they give uh give little windows to each of the family members so you can see how everything i guess this is not going to be spoiler free if you're going to be here uh so uh we can oh yeah well 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 well, now we're going to move on to spoilers so because i feel like thoughts i thought it was like six out of ten lauren what's your what's your rating out of ten I'd say I'd give it I'd I'd give it an eight out of ten. Okay. I think it's because again, it's like on a visual standpoint, freaking gorgeous. I think one of the absolute best looking uh, uh, of the CG Disney films to date. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh. And and at the same time, uh, I think again the points off it would be like I I as much as I love the songs, it's not up to par of like instant Disney classic. But that's okay. It doesn't have to be. Mm-hmm. It's it's the songs that fit the families, and they're and they're very different for what they are for Disney songs. Which again, thank you, Lin Manuel, uh, <laughs> um, that you get this uh, these different stylings all for each of the different family members, which is really cool. Um, and uh, also the whole th- the themes in general for the family. And saying that there is no villain in the end. I like that they try to make, they set up a red herring for Bruno. <laughs> and everyone jokes, this is the year, 2021 is the year Disney and Pixar hate Bruno, I yeah. guess. I, there's no, there's, you got Silencio Bruno in Luca, and then you got, <laughs> we don't talk about Bruno in, uh, in Kanto. But, uh, they should have talked to each other and be like, oh, you named your character Bruno? Oh, we have this thing about Bruno. Oh, maybe one of us should <laughs> change the name. Yeah, but the funny thing is is that Lin-Manuel came, I think it reportedly he came up with the name Bruno for the character because he wanted a song where he can go like, something no 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 like he wanted it to be lyrical uh-huh. so he literally formed the song around the name Bruno so and like and Bruno stuck so <laughs> so that way okay, we don't talk about Bruno no no <laughs> so um 
but yeah, in terms of the, the general themes, what I even liked also is the, the short that they had before the movie, Far From the Tree, um, about the, the raccoon family, um, is that very relevant themes of family, family dynamics and generational, uh, and almost like generational karma, I want to mm-hmm. say, when you're seeing generational patterns and patterns, certain patterns that are meant to be broken. Like maybe we approach it differently this time because realizing it's a toxic thing and then you go break that toxic cycle. Um, it ends up kind of being a theme late in Encanto in as well. Um, so as we have this whole family that lives in this magical house, the magical house that's given all of these, uh, all the family members except for Mirabelle, of course, uh, different magical gifts. Uh, the problem is, as we see throughout the film, and it starts to become more and more apparent, is that everybody who has a gift is almost like burdened with their gift because it's not something that they asked for. They don't even know what they're going to get when the house gives them that power. Um, And then there's this whole pressure from the grandmother to uphold tradition, to uphold this, like, position in their their little society, um, that they are the family that the rest of the town looks up to, um and so it's like we can't mess up you know everything's got to be perfect everybody has to be perfect and that comes down to where you see it in uh in uh, the eldest sister being expected to be strong and being able to carry as a physically and uh, symbolically carrying everybody else's weight um in terms of their burdens and their problems and she starts feeling and she starts cracking under the stress and so that's the surface pressure and then you have, um, I believe her name's uh, Isabella. She's the, uh, the, 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 quote, perfect sister who has the uh, ability to grow flowers. Um, she's deemed as the little, like, little Miss Perfect of the family when really she wants to be a rebel. She wants to, doesn't want to be expected to be perfect all the time. And uh, again, another relevant theme there is like when you're expected to be and you have all these expe- expectations set on you to be something that you really are like, maybe I, once in a while, can I not be perfect? And then it's like, it's almost like, a, again, like the grandma doesn't give room for error. And when Mirabelle is not given a gift by the house, it's almost like she sees that as, you know, like a bad sign that she sees Mirabelle as... You know, somebody who's like a burden because she's not this little perfect person like everybody else. But the problem is, is that everybody else that has the power in the house is also feeling the pressure of being having of having to hold up that quote perfect family image because of their gifts. And it's gifts again they never asked for; they were given to them. Um, so. In the end, I like that there is no villain. It's literally just a family trying to uh, work with the pressures that are, that, you know, either are thrust upon them by the town or by their family or, uh, and and basically Mirabelle trying to figure out what is causing all this, you know, strife in the household. And then she realizes at the end um, and learns it for herself uh it's all rooted in again it's the generational thing it's almost like pressure upon pressure upon pressure uh because of the grandma and uh her history and the house being a haven and she doesn't want to lose that haven after having to flee with her uh husband and her children um you know having to having to flee basically from uh i guess you could say from like bandits that were uh killing you know destroying villages and killing people and the, her husband sacrificed himself to save them. And basically how I see it is that his soul became the candle that per, that creates uh, the Encanto. It's like Monster House, them. but happy. <laughs> yeah, but, but way more colorful and, and way less uh, way less cement. <laughs> uh, um, we're referring to um, an old, not an old, like a 2005. Yeah. Um, 2005 actually oh okay yeah 2005 um cg movie called monster house which you can watch to get this one joke if you want to anyway um that's funny all right um but yeah continue i don't want to i don't want to interrupt your analysis oh yeah no i was gonna say i just i loved how they presented all that and then bruno also again when he's a red herring to be a bad guy he's not a bad guy he's literally (laughs) 
Bruno's the best character. Fight me. I'm like, I like that everyone jokes like, hey, if if you are a person who likes stinky rat man characters, here's literally a stinky rat man. (laughs) Um... He is wonderful and and puts on different personas and he lives literally with rats in the walls of the house when everybody thought he was banished. He's like, no, I've just been here. <laughs> this like poor guy. And it's all because he has the gift of seeing the future. Um, and basically he saw a future, a glimpse into the future that the family didn't like. And so the 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 grandma pretty much banished him. That's healthy. And yeah, again, this is where it comes down to realizing where all of toxicity is all built up mm-hmm. in this family. And it's because it's her pressure on the family, but then you realize why she does it. And it still doesn't make it. What I like is, again, they don't say she's right in it, but you understand where she comes from with it. Yeah. And in the end, they all have to like basically come together to heal and go like, we're, you know what? We hear each other now. We, we can't put this kind of pressure on on ourselves and and each other um and especially like poor bruno he like he's like he was given this gift and he again he didn't ask for it and he's just going like why do i always see like it's like every time i see something it's something that nobody wants to see it's always going to be like the future the future's bad everybody wants to see the bad things and it's like um and when he en- ends up actually seeing something that would actually help Mirabelle, it's immediately perceived as something bad because she's standing in front of the house as it's cracking at its foundation. And um, what I like is the sim- symbolism of the house breaking down and having to be rebuilt. It's, it's something that was on a foundation that got shaky, shakier and more cracked and more destroyed over time that eventually it just, you know, it crumbled. It just it fell apart. And to a degree, it had to for the whole family to come together and realize what was going on. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I feel like it was a very, it was a, a smartly handled movie for what it had. And that they kept the, the story small was nice. Because I'm like, in the end, it, it's about the family. Mm-hmm. You don't need to have a big journey to show that. The journey is, I, I want to say it's kind of like, it's kind of like soul where it's a smaller scale story except soul tried to make it sound itself bigger with the whole soul realm and all that kind of stuff um but i think encanto handled it better in a more entertaining way because i'm like with soul it has important messages in it it has it and it does it very smartly but it's not something i would repeat view you know, I wouldn't binge watch it over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. You know, it's way too heavy to do that. And Kondo handles it in a lighter way and does it with music. Um, yeah. <laughs> <in> song form. <laughs> I think it's one of those movies, uh, I guess to, to, to say my piece, I think it's one of those movies that if you relate to the characters, like I'm reading a lot about how people might relate to Mirabelle if they have some sort of disability or something like that, where everyone else mm. is quote unquote normal and how they don't fit in and stuff like that um it can be like your movie quote unquote if you if you really relate to that or you relate to one of the family members specifically or you relate to that specific hardship with the grandma or whatever um that being said i yeah i think if you don't particularly relate to any one of them then it's just it's a fun movie like i think it could have been boiled down to a short if the songs were taken out um, at the end of the day, like maybe like a 20 minute short or something like that, you know, I think would have been fine. So that's kind of what I mean as far as I feel like the story, like I get, I get, I also get what you're saying about, you know, it's just about the family, but I feel like it all, like you could have gotten a similar beat story wise with a short, with like a 20 minute short or something like that. I think it's because it has, it's something that it's a type of story that has been handled in short films that it needed the time to be able to explore these relationships on a in a in a longer format because you need the time to be able to digest everything and be able to piece things together between all of the family members and how they all connect and um the different stresses that they're going through um in order for everything to kind of come to a head at the end 
Right. Um, but I do see your point in terms of it. Like, yes, it could it like, very if much could have been you, handled. If you boiled it down to the relationship between Mirabelle and her grandmother and, like, kind of cut the the other aspects of the family and kind of focus on their kind of headbutting, I guess, quote-unquote, yeah, I think, like, it could go either way, and that's where I kind of think, like, you know, it's it's good, but, like, did it need to be a feature, like, you know, with and still get the I same it, point across, you know? I, I mean, you could very much get the same point across, but also the drama of it comes through Mirabelle discovering who she has to heal with because in the it's the when she thinks she has to make up with her sister you know like come on let's hug it out uh realizing that the hug that she actually has to have is with her grandmother after a heart to heart that she didn't know she was gonna have to have and especially when as much as she loves her grandma she almost she does ultimately like live in fear of her because she you know she has that guilt of ha- not having a gift and the grandma looks upon down on her because of it and it's like it, and so yeah you kind of had to have this whole journey of her realizing you know everybody i want to say it, it's just that she had to kind of discover it for herself mm-hmm. because she had to kind of find an answer for wh- why things were the way they were and that had to be seen piece by piece because especially when you're kind of when you're able to sit in in her shoes and see how she interacts with the rest of the family and seeing who she's closest to and who she's not as closest to um it does affect uh you know how we um how, how we see the story and i guess how we're able to digest as the audience like uh here's where the issues lie here's mm-hmm. where the issues don't lie and um it's a good way of breaking down family dynamics in this format i think but um if we were to take it to the absolute bare bones of the story yeah it could be shortened down into a short film and not have the music and all that kind of stuff but that's why it was blown up into a bigger story is because there's some clearly some important family dynamics that had to be addressed in there and it was good that they did it yeah um, especially when i feel like a lot of disney fam- disney films don't explore those kinds of things and i applaud them for doing it <laughs> yeah yeah i mean at the end of the day like um you know like the the the, the pro not the con the the pro of kind of stretching it out is that you can show that grandma toxic grandma lady is kind of affecting multiple people and not just Mirabelle with her whole like and as well as it's not it's not just like a feud between them it's something that's affecting more than just them um Mm -hmm. that makes sense but yeah I think I think kind of I agree to disagree with the with the other points but I also wanted to make a comparison um so if you guys haven't played it um I it it very much reminds me of Edith Finch. Um, so what I'm talking about, um, I don't think Lawrence. It's a it's a game. Um, it's called What Remains of Edith Finch, and it's great and it's beautiful. And I'm probably going to talk about it on the main channel at some point. But um, it's also very 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 sad. So um, if you want to watch it, watch it um, or play it. It's on Steam. It's a, it's a, it's a walkthrough game, essentially, where you're kind of discovering things, or if you do not want to pay money because you're cheap, um, you can also watch (laughs) quote-unquote theatrical cuts of it on YouTube, and it's about the same length as a theatrical movie, but it's very, very, um, emotionally strong like you will be crying multiple times throughout it so uh i guess uh go in with a box of tissues at the right yeah yeah but it's like and and probably avoid if you're not into that kind of thing yeah obviously if if, if heavy if heavy if heavy themes aren't your jam then it's probably not for you yeah but it's very much like an art like why do we we exist kind of thing but it also Mm. and and it also has kind of similar themes as far as family affecting, like, the toxicity of people's relationship with their family kind of trickling down through the generations. 
And Edith mm-hmm. Finch doesn't really have a happy. I mean, the whole the whole circumstances of Edith Finch are kind of a tragedy, and you just kind of explore the tragedy. So, um, but it's kind of like the sad version, I would say. But it's still about a house, and it's still about you know a matriarch who is obsessed with the legacy of the family and puts too much pressure on other people in the family to, you know deal with it essentially without um giving too much away from Edith Finch. So um it kind of reminded me of that too. Um but at the like at the end obviously in in Chanto um the house healed and blah 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 and, and that doesn't happen with Edith Finch. Um rip rip literally kind of um <laughs> but um yeah I think you know it's like it's not the strongest Disney movie that's come out I feel like you know um like you'll watch it once and again unless you relate to one of the characters specifically then you'll probably be like okay that was good that was about a family who had toxic roots that kind of worked through their issues with how they perceived things and they they kind of came together at the end and realized like hey, maybe maybe superpowers aren't the best thing ever. Maybe we should value people beyond, <laughs> Okay, you know, but Antonio that. does have the best one. Yeah, that's true. And also, he is my son. <laughs> <laughs> oh, something I also wanted to bring up for the for his dad. They just used the same, the same model for Maui, right? And they just put the hair on? I, I mean, it seems like it almost, but, uh, I mean, he does have a similar build. He's just shorter. <laughs> God um, bless. I was going to point that on on Twitter because I'm just like, you guys, I know things. You can't do that. Also, uh, I guess uh, Camillo, their other son, who is, um, he's the shapeshifter. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually, somebody looked into it. I'm like, you know what? They could be onto something. Is um, the description for Camillo is it says he is a teenager who is trying to figure themselves out. And I'm like interesting use of he they. I it almost seems like that they're trying to allude to the fact that you know like anybody a young person trying to figure themselves out, and it could also be translated into, uh, you know, figuring themselves out gender wise. You know, so you never so I, and considering Camillo has like these um. They noted that he's a boy with eyeshadow on. He does. So so it's almost like it it leaves it open to interpretation that way, which I think is really interesting. And I wouldn't actually be surprised if they ended up going, yeah, yeah, he's kind of figuring himself out. And maybe maybe there's a, a story, story for him down the line. But that would be cool if they ever... Yeah, speaking... Delved into the family again through, like, books, maybe. I think that'd be pretty cool. Or, like, a short or something. Yeah, Um, where are they now? I'd like to see that with this family because they are interesting. Disney plus short, that will happen in, like, five years. Anyway, um, yeah, speaking of LGP, LG, whatever, I I can never never get the the things right. You know what I mean. Um, The the, the muscle girl, right? She's popular Uh, with... uh, Louisa, I was trying to remember, it was, yeah, her name was Louisa. Yeah, she's popular with the with the gays, right? As they say, because of of her build <laughs> and you know how she's just being received. And I just think it's fun that you know people are like, because there's not really been a, a buff female character in feature film, and, and 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 they treated her with lots of love and care in this movie. I she that's I'm like I love like I love Louisa and just. You know, especially just like relating to Louisa in terms of like being the elder sibling and having a lot of pressure on you to be able to shoulder a lot of responsibilities, that kind of thing. Um, And again, her song's a jam. I mean, a lot of songs are jams, but that one especially is a jam. Uh, (laughs) But um, but it was, uh, yeah. And also, yeah, you're right. In terms of her design, she was very well designed. And yeah. I'm, I'm glad that they went with, like, the variety of, of shapes. And especially to, I'm like, if you're going to have a strong girl, I mean, how else are you going to do? <laughs> I'm like, how else to perfectly illustrate her strength? And it they they designed her really well to be a perfect balance of that strength and also just, like, 
like with I know like when there's like some like older cartoons and stuff that would all fall into like weird stereotypes of like strong girl but gotta have like a deep gruff voice or whatever and they don't do that with her like thank god yeah <laughs> so she's actually treated with care way to go Bo. go Louisa <laughs> <laughs> and, um, um yeah yeah I mean go ahead Oh no, I was I was gonna say and yeah, again with Antonio, I'm like the moment I saw like literally just one trailer with him interacting with the animals, I'm like, you are my son. <laughs> just uh, just hanging out with the animals and being good with the animals. I'm like, yeah. I mean, I'd want that power too. <laughs> yeah, that that's 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 a mood. Um, let's see what else. So I was I was pleased by that, and I was kind of expecting through her song, because Hercules is mentioned in her song, that it would be, like, the Disney Hercules and not just, like, another Hercules. <laughs> um, no, that was... I, I, I appreciated the... Oh, yeah, that's another thing. The visuals in the song sequences, like, the choreography and, and everything, like, that was fun. It felt like... It's, it, I think... Even Shafrilla said, and it was something that I had been thinking about, and he worded it just about how I was thinking it, was the song sequences, when they go into, like, the fantasy look, they're almost like a, almost like friend like me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? Yeah. Because they go very theatrical, very, uh, you know, about character in the spotlight, while bizarre stuff goes on in the background, mm-hmm. or these intense crazy visuals have nothing to do with like the actual environment all these like the i guess was it like diegetics and stuff like stuff like that is not happening within actually within the universe it's just part of a dream sequence and stuff like that Mm -hmm. um part of a fantasy um yeah it 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 feels a lot like that which was i guess that's why i was i had there was a lot of fun with these uh different musical numbers that they were able to go all out with those kinds of of visuals and that was really great. I, I like that they experimented with that. Um, yeah, I, I did as well. Because, you know, what makes a movie suck is if you're going to put songs in it and not have, you know, fun visuals with the songs or else why animate the, the, the damn thing? Um, yeah, exactly. But... It's like if you wanted a musical with just the character standing there singing, you could have just done it live action. But yeah. no, you take advantage of the fact that animation, you can do freaking anything with it. <laughs> Lord, Lord, Lord. Um, I don't really have any more thoughts about the movie. It was, it was, it was okay for me. It was fun. The songs were, they're not Hamilton catchy for Shirzies. Um, yeah, and, and I guess you could say, uh, because uh, depending on on Moana and your how, what do you think of Moana's soundtrack? I think the Moana soundtrack is much better than this one. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, again, I can agree with that. Where it's like. Every song was a, b- a bop out of uh, Moana. This one has like songs that are important for the characters, and I do enjoy them. But that I know I, I enjoy Moana's a lot more. Um, but they, but it is cool that you ha- you can see over his many songs like the signatures of Lin Manuel throughout mm-hmm. them, while there's still also being a variety, which is nice. Um, yeah. Um, I personally, I know, I, I think I enjoyed it more than you did, and that's fine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what what are we allowed to have different opinions or whatever? Gasp! That's blasphemy. That's blas- <laughs> blasphemous. But um, yeah, we 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 did it. We taught. We did the podcast. We did another podcast Yay. before yeah. the year. So if you closed. so if you guys haven't seen it and you somehow sat through this entire spoiler ridden podcast that's a lot of work (laughs) yeah you you put in all this effort to sit around here well then go see the movie i guess or wait a week and a half for it to come out on disney plus whatever the case uh i recommend seeing it at least once just so you can see it for yourself and maybe maybe you'll be a person that connects with a character or two in there so there you go i'm just shout out to mirabelle for being absolutely wonderfully designed and animated She's a great lead character. I can actually, I can say that. Okay. I chaffed and um, we haven't done an episode in a month. So, um, you know, happy month anniversary. Um. <laughs> hey, I think this was, uh, hey, I, in the end, I think we had a great discussion about this. So, hey, you, we, if we're providing you guys with a great discussion about stuff uh, after a, a, a gap 
then you know what? I think it would be worth the wait. <laughs> I mean, well, it's better than, than just trying to make content and be like, how are you, Lauren? How are you? We already talked about that thing. I guess we're just going <laughs> to stare into the space sky for a little bit. Um, <laughs> so it's Christmas time as we're recording this. So Merry Christmas. Um, Hanukkah's over, but but like I said, Hanukkah's. But like I said last year, Hanukkah's kind of underwhelming anyway. So we have a Hanukkah episode, by the way, if you guys want to go back and listen. To yeah, all, all of our holiday stuff we did last year, so you can you can archive if you feel like you're in the Christmas mood of Christmasing. Um, hopefully, you'll listen to this before Christmas is over. So, or if not, we're just talking to the wind. But um, yeah, unless I guess you're we... one of those people that likes to listen to Christmas stuff all year round, in which case, congratulations, this so, is the episode for you, I guess. That's a lot of emotional <laughs> effort for for <laughs> for that. Um, but yeah, I guess we can wrap. So, um, yeah. um, social. I don't. I don't even remember the, the social media is anymore. <laughs> we're at the KP Podcast on Twitter. Uh, obviously, if you're listening to us, you're obviously streaming us from somewhere. So follow us on our uh, streaming platforms. Uh, we're also we also post these episodes on YouTube uh, with a visualizer. What whatever, however you get your fix, we're, what, we're happy you're here. <laughs> we're happy you're listening to us on the KP Podcast channel. Um, as far as more, um, or there's any news, um, in general, um, we're gonna try to get back on like some kind of schedule after the new year. So we might be having some guest um, co-hosts a little bit to mix things up because Lauren is working a lot and I cry. Um, <laughs> so, you know, um, and keeping up with, hopefully keeping up with more of things that are coming out like Centaur World and um, Lauren, give me something that's coming out next year that you want to talk um. about. Uh, well, I have been wanting to avoid spoilers for it, but there is also, um, Bell, that is, uh, the new, uh, it's a Japanese film that is, uh, animated film, of course, I wouldn't be saying it here otherwise, uh, uh, that's coming out, uh, in the USA, uh, I think it's getting January 14th, but it will have some select, uh, pre-screenings on the 12th and the evenings of the 12th and the 13th, depending on the theater, check your local listings, uh, <laughs> That they, uh, it's supposed to be a twist on the Beauty and the Beast story, uh, but using, uh, virtual reality, um, and basically about a girl becoming popular, uh, via her avatar in the virtual reality world, um, and there is also another uh, character who is portrayed as a beast within that same realm, so there's a whole, it's, it's, uh, but it's not 100% supposed to be, like, verbatim, like, the, the, the Beauty and the Beast tale, but, um, but what's cool is uh, they're adopting, you know, familiar things and, and applying them to a new realm and with new character dynamics, which is uh, based. That's as much as I know about it, which I've been but I've been very, very eager to see it. Um, yeah, I was going to say ballsy of them to, to name the movie Belle, because I imagine like normal people would be like, I'm confused. Is that a Disney movie? Is that a thing? So, you know, um, good for them. Hopefully the, the normal normal cisgen men yeah and it's and it is if i remember it's it's a it's a 2d and 3d animation uh like it's a a blended film so where the characters are normally like 2d animated in the real world in the quote real world uh in the virtual reality one is where it's cg but it's got like a cell shading and that kind Mm -hmm. of stuff so it has like a 2d look to it but but it's a yeah so anyway it looks really gorgeous and i know there's people who have already pre-screened it somehow through like maybe through a sifa and all that kind of stuff um and they said they loved it and have not given any spoilers on it so that's good um so i'm excited i'm excited for that one yeah um Um, let's see what else and then if 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 the need arises i think we can squeeze in talking about spider-man if i really like it but you know that's not animation so we'll see um yeah, we, I just oh, know yeah that's I, another thing we're getting <laughs> we're getting a two-parter for as far as i know two parts <laughs> for the next spider-verse uh film uh because it's saying you know what was it uh in and in, into uh it's uh, enter the spider-verse is that what they call it now it's enter the Spider-verse, i don't know Spider-Man. I don't Beyond the Spider Verse, it was whichever Spider Verse it is. It's the whatever. It, this is we're talking about. Yeah, we're talking about not No Way Home. 
we're we're talking about the actual animated Spider Verse. Oh, I was I was talking about No Way From Home, but you know I think oh. they're both connected too. So it's I mean they're not really connected, but they both have similar themes as far as you yeah. know. There's the reality Miles, the, and the, stuff. The, the Miles Morales one and the Peter Parker one. Well, I will say that maybe that maybe that separates it a little bit. <laughs> so anyway, I'm I'm a big Sam Sam Raimi simp, so I'm just I got my tickets for that and I'm excited. So. Um, what do you mean? There, there's no Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield here. See, they're not in the trailer. My favorite Never thing. Mind. My favorite thing is someone. I don't know if you saw it, Lauren, but someone um, edited that that scene in Incredibles. Yeah. So when they say he moves right there, then it's where. Um, what was it? Where uh, the the lizard, lizard gets, gets uh, punched yeah. punched in the face by the air. Like, hmm. It's almost as if somebody punches him here. <laughs> So, uh, I'm sure it will be out by the time this podcast comes out, but, you know, um, we'll, we'll be talking yeah, you got about... Two, Go you got two mul- multiple universe Spider-Man movies coming out, one animated or and one live action. Maybe so they're there in the go. same universe all along. Ah! Or it's okay. one of the one of the many. It's a multiverse, after all. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> um, so, and then, as usual... Um, Please consume the main content. We did a top 10 Disney villain song because I'm also top 10 Disney video, top 10 Disney villain song list thing that people do. Um, And it's, it tanked, I think, because it got hit by content ID really, really hard in the butt. So we're not going to, we're going to be more careful in the future, but uh, tell your friends because I want to feel relevant again. Anyway, um, not to, Merry Christmas. Hopefully, you guys have a happy New Year. Woo. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll catch you all on the flip side. If there's no new episode before the end of the year, uh, this will be our episode. So, uh, have a very safe and happy rest of your holiday season. Very re- happy rest of 2021. And here's to 2022 being bustling and busy. And hopefully, awesome, it's a we little got a lot better to look forward to. Yeah, and and the podcast isn't ending, so don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Bye, every every pony or whatever. Good night, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to Animation Communication on YouTube, Spotify, or your favorite podcast provider. We are really hoping this show makes a difference in how people view animation and media as well as giving and providing advice for people all over the world who like or want to join the animation or media industry. If you liked what you heard, please remember to subscribe and rate those five stars, as well as tell your friends. Don't forget to subscribe to our main YouTube channel, I Love Kim Possible A Lot, and turn those notifications on. My name is Scribbler, and you have been listening to Animation Communication.